Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. You know our trusted partner, TireRack.com, for their fast, free shipping, free road hazard protection, convenient installation options, and their great selection of best tires, like the highly consumer-rated Firestone Destination AT2. But did you know they sell other automotive products? Wheels, brakes, suspension, just to name a few. Go to TireRack.com slash Colin, TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. What's up, this is your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. This is Straight Fire with Jason McIntyre. Rise and grind, America. It's me, Jason McIntyre. Friday the 13th. November 13th. Yeah, you can, uh, you know, you can sense I'm excited. The Colts came through. Your boy's losing streak is over. Finally, I feel like the hex is lifted. We'll get to the the Colts game in a minute. Uh, and obviously, best bet, we'll get to that later in the podcast. Uh, Rob G., I just noticed it's Friday the 13th. And I don't know about you, but when I was a kid in elementary school, it was like, ooh, Friday the 13th, oh my gosh, it's like a big day. People were scared. You know, I mean, the Friday the 13th series was popular. Jason Voorhees. And like, people would wear the ski mask as like a joke, like after school. And it would be like, it was a thing. Now, nobody talks about Friday the 13th. Yeah, the fact that this is the second Friday the 13th of 2020, and I I didn't know that until you literally just brought it up right now. So that tells you exactly where we're at uh, with regards to that specific day. I I wonder, maybe the internet just kind of killed Friday the 13th. Can we just chalk that up, another thing the internet killed? Because, you know, like, I guess when you look online, is Friday the 13th a thing? Not really. But before you had a mil- information, you know, an encyclopedia in your pocket, uh, it was kind of a big deal. Anyway, it felt that way when I was a kid, so let me be. All right, so later in the show, 
great interview with a guy I used to do some TV with, John Sheeran. He's an Irishman who is, you know, near the top of the food chain at FanDuel. And listen, we do talk a lot about a gambling on this show, probably too much for Rob G's liking. However, sports gambling, guys, wait until you hear the numbers from John Sheeran uh, in the interview. I mean, it is skyrocketing. And if you want to project ahead, like, this is going to be a huge deal in five years. I've called it the gambling gold rush for about two years. And, like, you've still got time to get in on the ground level. It, it's big. Um, so that that's later in the show. All right, let's quickly get to Thursday night football. It was a fun game. I don't know. I was, I was texting with a buddy that it felt like a big game in the first half. Like, there was a lot of tempo out of both sides. Uh, the Colts kept going for it on fourth down. Like, there was a lot at stake in this game. And I don't know if if it was like, you know, Fox piping in the crowd noise or there were enough people in Nashville at the game, but it sounded like an actual uh, home game in 2019. You know, 2020 has been weird, man. You know, no home field advantage. We'll get to that in the interview. But the Titans look good early. And then the second half, it was all Colts. And it was a pretty dominant game from Indianapolis. Folks, they were so dominant in this game that they did not punt until there were four minutes left. Essentially, a flawless game plan offensively from Frank Reich, up and down the field, going for it on fourth down, making field goals, uh, and special teams. The game really turned on special teams in the third quarter. After a goal line stand by Tennessee, um, they had to punt, and their punter shanked like a 17-yarder, and the Colts score. And then on the next possession... They, I think they went three and out, and there was a punt blocked, and the Colts returned it for a touchdown, and that was it. It was over. Um, Derrick Henry looked banged up. I, I said on a Fox show on Wednesday, uh, I'm sorry, on Thursday, that something seemed off with Henry. Now, he had a pretty good game in the first half. I think he had 70 yards at halftime, but only finished with a buck, 103 yards. And he was he had like the shoulder was hurting him. Tannehill wasn't that effective in the play action. This Colts team looked real. Now, Rob G., I don't know. A, a lot of people every week are like, Phillip Rivers is washed. They don't have any explosive players. I watch that game, and Michael Pittman, the rookie out of USC, looks like an absolute stud. If you put him on the opposite side of T.Y. Hilton, like, this team's got something. And Rivers completed passes to eight different players. Um... That's, I think last week it was like 11 different guys, and then the week before that, eight. They spread it around. You can't focus on one guy, and they will find the mismatches. And this is an interesting Colts team. When they've got Darius Leonard healthy at linebacker, it's tough to run on these guys. And they really hit Tannehill hard. DeForest Buckner, oh my gosh, laid the wood to Tannehill at least twice. And I don't know, Rob G., this this Colts team looks like it could be feisty come, come the postseason. Uh, sure. You know, they could be feisty. They should be in the mix for a playoff spot between um, Tennessee, Indy, Vegas, and Cleveland. They're all kind of bunched up right there fighting for those last couple of spots. But I'm still not a, a big believer in, in Indy at all. At all. I think that this game felt more like the after effects of what happened with Tennessee on Sunday. They had that really knockdown drag. I think it was against Chicago, right? That mm, was their yes, last yes. Game. Good point. And they look just physically beat up. They they look spent. Like you mentioned, Derrick Henry didn't look like himself. And it's funny that you brought up T.Y. Hilton because I almost picked him up in fantasy. What do you like, mean picked him up? He's on the waiver wire? Yeah, yeah let me tell you why. Because I almost got him because maybe like a, an hour before kickoff. 
And I ultimately decided not to. I went with some guy from Chicago I've never heard of. Mooney? But, you know, yes, exactly. Yeah, nice. I like it. Almost him. went with him. And this is the reason why I picked uh, was it Mooney over T.Y. Hilton. T.Y. Hilton's four catches last night were the most he's had since week five. Yeah. So this idea that him and Michael Pittman is, you know, some dynamic duo, you may have missed me on that one. Phillip Rivers is still washed. He still wasn't <sighs> throwing anything that made me that made you threaten the defense. It was I felt more like this was about what Tennessee couldn't do than what Indy did do. Huh. You love to hate on Rivers, man. Listen, it's it's less like we've only seen Pittman. I think he's played in three games. And T.Y. Hilton's always hurt. But when he's been healthy, it's been like Hey, we got to get the ball to T.Y. Hilton. Now it's like, oh, look, we got this Pittman guy. Pittman had, I think, seven catches for 101 yards, and he was the most targeted guy. Usually it's a tight end or T.Y. Hilton, right? And today it was the Pittman show, eight targets. And, you know, Hilton was like an afterthought, but you still got to respect Hilton because he's squirrely and quick. Um, I don't know, man. This is not a team. Good coach. Um as long as Rivers isn't turning the ball over, uh, by the way, that sack he took at the end of the first half, I was n- almost cursing at the screen, watching with my kids and wife while eating dinner. Yes, I do put the Thursday night football game on while we're eating dinner. I have to. It's part of the job. I do a podcast. I do a lot of stuff, and I need to have the TV on. Don't judge me. Um, and I was I was nearly cursing that Rivers took that sack, but my guy Blankenship kicked the field goal. Yes, I've got him in fantasy, and... Um, the Colts deliver. All right, so we only have one real big story that I found interesting before we get to the interview with uh, Mr. Sheeran. Um, I don't know if you guys saw this. So Lamar Jackson, we talked about this on the podcast. He doesn't look like the Lamar Jackson MVP of last year. The The Ravens just aren't what they were last year offensively. They were the number one offense last year, scoring machine, unstoppable, greatest show in the NFL. Yes, uh, I, I think slightly better than Mahomes. And this year, they're like, what's going on? They're plotting. So Lamar Jackson went on a radio show this week and was like, you know, opponents are calling out our plays at the line of scrimmage. And yeah, that's got, <laughs> that's going to slow down the offense when that happens. And I, I found it weird, and I it made me wonder instantly, Rob G, are they able to do that because the Ravens have dumbed down the offense so much for Lamar Jackson? Or are they so overconfident that they just think they can run back everything they ran last year. I don't know why this would happen. I am of the belief that that comment that Lamar Jackson made was more about him dry snitching on himself than it was about the offense. Because everybody in the NFL knows each other's plays. I mean, you look at Minnesota, you know what they want to do. They want to run the ball with Dalvin Cook first down, second down, third down. And then occasionally do a play action with Kirk Cousins. And yet it's still effective because they just execute it properly. And, you know, because Kirk Cousins can audible and maybe maybe from the left, run to the right, that kind of thing. I think with Lamar Jackson, and you, this is one of the things that was brought up um, yesterday by Greg Roman when he kind of shot down the whole idea about this being a unique situation. Where someone asked him, well, is he allowed to audible? You know, if he's saying that they know what you're doing, why don't you just check out of it? And without fully throwing Lamar under the bus, what he said was, well, you know, there's some guys who will go with the line and they can audible every play. And there's other guys who don't audible at all. And we're kind of somewhere in the middle. So he started, what, 30 games now? And he's still not comfortable checking out of plays. <laughs> yeah, that that's a suboptimal. <laughs> uh, if I'm a Ravens fan. But I will say that the silver lining to all of this is, and I saw this in The Athletic when they did their tears uh, revisited with Mike Sando. He's a, maybe we'll get him on one of these days. So 
Lamar Jackson was the unanimous MVP, well-deserving last season. You know what his numbers were last year through eight games? No. Worse than they are now. Wow. He had, let me get this right, 12 touchdown passes, five picks. Right now he's at 12 touchdowns, four picks. Huh. But he closed the season on such a tear. Right. That's how he ran away with the MVP. So don't be surprised, especially with the way their schedule shapes up. I mean, they he's going to get hot a, here. Uh, he could get hot. And that's why I said they, they were the future player for the Super Bowl. So Roman is the guy who made Colin Kaepernick in San Fran with Harbaugh. Harbaugh gets a lot of credit, but Greg Roman was running that offense. If you remember, Alex Smith was the starter. He gets hurt. Kaepernick comes in and is so good he doesn't give up the job. He was so good, he led them to the Super Bowl. And they end up losing the Super Bowl, right? And the next season, Rob G., Kaepernick was good, but he wasn't quite as good. And, of course, who he his final game that he was ever really good was in that NFC title game against Seattle. He throws the picks, and then Sherman goes off about Crabtree, blah, blah, blah. And I don't want to say that the league figured out Kaepernick, you know, in that second season, but... He wasn't as amazing as he was the first season. And I just wonder, same offensive coordinator, and Lamar Jackson sputtering a little bit. I, I don't want to hear, you know, they don't have weapons. They could have gone and got weapons. They're so desperate they're adding Des Bryant. Uh, I know they lost Marshall Yonda to retirement and Stanley, their left tackle's down. So that obviously hurts, but the running backs are still the same. Mark Andrews is still very good. Uh, I think they lost Hayden Hurst to tight end who's, who was excellent. Um Lamar just doesn't look dynamic. And I'm not saying that, listen, the league caught up to him and he's washed and he's going to be toast after this year. I just, I, listen, I got to see it. And and this is a big test against the uh, Patriots Sunday night. This is going to be a big one because the world is going to be on the Baltimore Ravens. They're expecting Baltimore to kill New England in this game. Uh, John Sheeran will tell us about that shortly. But if Lamar in a primetime game does not really deliver, I think, Rob G, the Monday story is going to be, listen, What's up with Lamar? And now we were early. What's up with Lamar Jackson? But I think that will be the narrative. He if he doesn't show out on Sunday Night Football. No, I'm with you. But you know, if you're a Ravens fan, you know Patrick Mahomes threw 50 touchdowns his first year as a starter. The next year it was what 27. So it's <laughs> it, it's not unusual to see a, a, a NFL catch up to these guys who are superhuman yeah. in, in year one. So All right, you know so, now it's up to okay. him to adjust the other way. Yeah. Yeah. So. uh I'm kind of looking forward to it. I still think the Ravens can be a Super Bowl team in the AFC. I don't know if they're better than KC. Pittsburgh. Well, that defense is nasty. So they, it that, that, and it travels well. Yes. Um, listen, AFC is going to be great. Uh, NFC, we thought it was better than the AFC early in the season. I don't know if that's true anymore because Pittsburgh's so good. But uh, let's get to our interview. John Sheeran from FanDuel. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere. Like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats. That grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. You put it off long enough, it's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort, performance tires for sporty handling, all-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? 
Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation, the right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of Bridgestone tires. Ship fast and free to a recommended installer near you. Or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site. Doesn't get much easier than that. Go to TireRack.com slash Colin to see their Bridgestone test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews, and be sure to check out all their current special offers. Great tires, great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com slash Colin. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment... Oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Fire the grill and fire up the party. Get the Weber Searwood Pellet Grill. Smoke, roast, and sear on the same grill. Go from low and slow on smoke boost mode at 180 degrees all the way to high heat sear at 600 degrees. A much bigger range than most grills. It's got a full grate sear zone so you can put more food on the flame. Utilize the smoke boost setting to intensify that smoky flavor. Direct flame cooking creates searing, crisping, and browning. Food will look as good as it tastes. This grill is hot in 15 minutes and cleanup is easy. You'll cook on two levels at the same time so you can make enough for everyone. Then clean up quick with the pull and clean grease and ash management system at the front of the grill. Cook confidently with intuitive digital controls at the grill and enjoy the sleek, easy-to-use surface. You can also add a heavy-duty rotisserie or rust-resistant griddle insert to up your game. Get fired up for your new Weber Searwood Pellet Grill. You know a guy. Jason likes to think he knows everything when it comes to sports. I know what sports fans want. But for everything he doesn't, he knows a guy who does. Let's just say, I know a guy who knows a guy who knows another guy. All right, let's welcome into Straight Fire a guest. I've known him for... About two years, once he started to blow up over here at FanDuel, John Sheeran, an Irishman. Uh, John, how are you, man? Very well, Jason. Good to see you. Yeah, and um, I, I got to say, like, I was doing a show with uh, Lisa Kearney, More Ways to Win, on the TVG network, and then they said, oh, we got this new guy who was at Betfair. I think you were at Betfair at the time, right? Yeah, Paddy Power Betfair in Europe, yeah. And they were like, you know, he's got this thick accent, but he know he's got some great gambling stuff. I was like, oh, I can't wait. And I'll never forget, John, the first show, you were just like, boom, boom. And I was like, wow. I told, uh, what's his name? Um, Dave. 
I was like, Dave, this guy's got some great information. And and now here you are, what, two years later, you're a massive star. You're doing podcasts <laughs> left and right. Uh, how, how are things going, man? Yeah, really good. Um, yeah, it was, a, it was a baptism of fire for sure. Um, getting let loose uh, on American audience with an Irish accent talking about NFL was... Uh, quite the baptism. I remember I was working in the Meadowlands one day. You were you were doing the show with us, and Dave was with us. And um, uh, my phone beeped halfway through the show, and there was this uh, guy. He had replied to more ways to win. We were doing it live from the Meadowlands, and he replied to to, to um, more ways to win on Twitter. And he said, uh, "Love the content, love the show. Uh, just get rid of that guy that can't speak English." <laughs> so <laughs> I'm brand new. <laughs> a bit sensitive and I said to I said to Weaver I said see this see this and I actually laughed out loud I, oh. I thought it was really funny I actually took it quite well and Weaver the nice guy that he is said to me something like don't worry that could be any of us he's talking about and I looked at Dave I was like Dave really I'm the only one with any different accent whatsoever so <laughs> Dave like, try to be a nice guy listen hey, the the gambling community on social media is pretty aggressive right yeah for sure I, I mean I think you know, I, I do think we live in, in a bit of a funnel and we see it, and I'm not sure the broader public, uh, it, that it resonates as closely with them as it does with us. Um, so I think we get like a microscopic view of it and, and I'm not sure it really um, breaches um, the non-Twitter Addy yeah. uh, from a gambling perspective, but it's pretty wild when you're in the middle of it for sure. Oh, heck yeah. All right, so I need you to explain your role at FanDuel in regards to setting lines, moving lines, and all that fun stuff, just for the audience out there. I think they're going to like this job, man. This is going to be a job <laughs> that's just going to become super popular, John, here in the next 10 years. Yeah, I mean, look, uh, I obviously had a background in bookmaking for the last 20 years, and when Fandu launched in uh, July of 2018 in New Jersey, uh, myself and one of uh, my colleagues were sent here, one from Dublin, one from Australia, to kind of, lay down some of the foundations that would allow us to develop uh, the business over here and have a footprint from a risk and trading perspective, uh, which really encompasses all the odds making. So the guys will, you know, set the lines for all the games. They'll, you know, react to any information that we get from the bets that come through. They'll move the lines depending on where we, we think they should be and take some stances against the market, which as an odds maker is always good fun. Uh, we do a lot of the kind of player props. A lot of that is is done from here in New Jersey. And, and we now own each of the four core sports for uh, the Flutter brands. So that's the global brands that we have in Europe, Australia, as well as founded here in the US. Uh, and now Foxbet, our, our colleagues at Foxbet, now that they're all under the same umbrella. Yeah. So, yeah, we, we look after all of that. And it's, uh, it's a lot of fun. The numbers are really um, taken off on a, you know, uh, in a way that we could never have foreseen before before we landed. I remember uh, the first week of the NFL in 2018, we did about, I think about 4 million handle. And okay. we were all like high-fiving each other, saying, saying to each other, look at the size of this business. Uh, and, you know, we do about 50 million on a game week now already, just wow. two, year, two years later. <laughs> oh, so. my gosh. We still have only access to about somewhere between 15 and 20% of the U.S., population uh, as well so if you think five years down the road it's going to be huge um i guess uh, is there any way you can rank the sports in terms of handle obviously nfl's number one but 
Where is NBA, college football, uh, the golf and the Masters? Um, how, how would you rank the ones after football? Um, so basketball is actually the highest one. Um, what? Because of the number of games. Yeah, uh, of course. Yes, the, yes, the games. Yeah. yeah, I mean, football is king, right? Football is the most important one. It's the one where, you know, we acquire more customers at the start of the NFL season and for mm. Super Bowl than we will for any other event all year long. Um so it's still king from that perspective. Obviously, football betters are are very loyal and sticky, for lack mm-hmm. of a better word. They come back every week and they bet every game, and and that's great. Um, but basketball, given the number of games and normal season, not this year, uh, will always be number one because of the frequency of the game. So the top four co- core sports, including hockey, uh, which is less relevant, um, with soccer and tennis, actually, is 95% of the sports betting business in the mm. U.S., uh, the top four sports will be about uh, top three sports will be about something in the realms of two thirds of the entire business. Wow! So That's baseball, pro, pro and college. Okay, b- baseball has a lot of games. Why is the why is the interest not similar? Um, it's a good question. I think baseball is actually not that f- very similar to football. Actually, so the two of them end net out at the end of the season very close. In a normal twelve months, uh, they'll be in spots two and three and very close to each other. Okay. So there is still huge demand for baseball. Hockey is the surprising one. I, particularly here on the East Coast, um, you know, hockey will only ever get to three or four percent of our total handle. It's only ever been as high as eight in Las Vegas, and that was only with the the development of the uh, of the Knights. Nice. So, um, yeah, that one surprises me a little. And the demand for soccer and tennis as an ever increasing one is is huge. Golf. You just spoke about it. We're in the middle of Masters Week. I've never seen a handle like we've seen this week um, for the Masters. It already surpasses all of the international brands that we have. And these are brands that are household names in, in Europe mm. and that have been around for 20 years. And here we are just live online in, uh, recently in our eighth state in Tennessee. And it's already taking more handle on the Masters than any of those businesses in, in Europe. So wow. a trajectory is strong and those big events, regardless of whether they're an MMA fight. If we get McGregor and Poirier in January, that'll be another huge event. Um, but I guess the, the truth of the matter and what we shouldn't lose sight of is that the core four sports are, are, are the meat and potatoes of the business. Uh, let's go specific to, specifically to the NFL, John. Uh, this season has been a different one with really a, a lot of fans being left out of the stadiums. And all I see anywhere is there's no home field advantage. How have you guys had to adjust to the COVID situation this year? Yeah, I mean, it's been a challenge. I think the unknown at the start of the year was probably the biggest one. I think we learned very quickly. I think, I can't remember what game it was I was watching. I think it was the Charger game in SoFi. I'm not sure it was a week two or three. Mm. Um, And I heard... um, the quarterback shouting the, uh, you know, the audibles. I've never heard that before at any game. Uh, and straight away you started to see that, you know, increased efficiency of uh, the away team's offenses. And we knew that home field advantage was trending down anyway. We'd learned that from, you know, the sports in Europe, like soccer, where, you know, video, video replays had come in. We saw, you know, the first season in NFL history last year where the away teams outscored the home teams, um, I ran a little test on home field advantage um, from all of last season and this year, and it comes out at uh, plus 0.02 Jeez. of a point. So when you hear people talk about it, 
looking at the uh, body of work over the last season and a half, there actually is almost no home field advantage wow. whatsoever. So specifically, one of the things I noticed was that uh, I guess home divisional dogs uh, have done an insane cover rate. I mean, underdogs in general have been doing well this season. You know, would you guys say that you've picked it up the last couple of weeks in the early start of the season, kind of the, the, the public betters were winning and now you guys uh, are starting to clean up? Yeah, look, I, I'm not sure that they directly correlate in the way that you kind of uh, insinuate. I, th- I think what happens every season is as we get through six or seven weeks, um, we get a better feel yeah. for what the team's capabilities are. And I do think that the lines just naturally get sharper as you kind of get in. If you think about the start of the season, there's lots of unknowns. We don't know what additional schemes they've come up with, what impacts coaching changes will have done what progression from year one to year two for the quarterback looks like um so we've all these unknowns and then gradually every week you're learning more and more as the public are too um and i think looking at weeks in groups or isolation are probably is probably a mistake the cards will fall the way that they may and our job is really to set the most efficient line as quickly as we can and you live or die by the results afterwards so I think I think this year that's prob- probably a bit more pronounced because we had more unknowns at the start in week one than we've ever had before, right? Do Do you find the biggest question every week is so where is the public? Where are the sharp plays? And you know, be be honest, John. Like, how much does that even matter? I, I if you talk to any of the guys who do modeling, they don't care about that stuff. They're like, oh, why do I care that seventy five percent of the public's on this team? That's like a nineteen ninety nine way of looking at, at handicapping games. Where do you come in on that? Like the number of bets, size of bets, uh, when you're when you're handicapping? Yeah, I, look, I've never, it, 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 I've never seen anything to the scale um, of this idea that it's sharps against squares uh, narrative that's driven by the media, sports media in the U.S. and gambling <laughs> media in particular. Um, it's it's crazy. It's off the charts. It doesn't happen in Europe. Um, you know the idea that because. 96% of the money's on Baltimore this week. Um, that, that's that got nothing to do with what the right number is right now. The Sharps will have played. They'll have fixed the line if it was wrong. We've seen that tonight with the Colts game, uh, plus two and a half to minus one. Uh, does it, ma- it doesn't really matter anymore what the public and Sharp side is. It, it just matters that, you know, the number is where it is at closing, and we know that's the most efficient line. And once you get this close... You're having a bet at what is, you know, small negative EV, regardless of which side you bet tonight. So let's let's look at that Ravens Patriots game, right? It's basically been what six and a half, seven the entire week. Yeah, we flipped between six and a half and seven and a half since it went up last week. So let me guess: every time it hits seven and a half, they take the Patriots, and anytime it hits six and a half, they take the Ravens, right? It depends on who you say they. <laughs> All right. So, like, as when you look at this game. What do you see? I'm curious through your eyes, not the models, but you, John. What do you see on Ravens-Patriots? I think this is a really good matchup for the Ravens. I yeah. think you're in a position where, you know, we've learned through the last, particularly after week three, that the Patriots, Patriots offense is exceptionally anemic. <laughs> um, it was Rex Burkhead who changed that game on Monday night against the Jets because he started running it down the middle for six and seven yards of carry. You know, when you have... Greg Williams daring Cam Newton against the New York Jets, who are your New York Jets yes. and our 0-8. They're terrible. When he's daring Cam Newton to throw the ball down the field, um, I think that tells you where they are offensively. And I think 
from my perspective, I think Baltimore will stop the run first and foremost, and then they'll match up man-to-man because they'll probably feel like they're just better football players in those spots and will take those matchups all day long. And I, I just can't see the Patriots putting up enough points um, to deal with what Baltimore will give them, even if they know what all the play calls are, like Lamar tells us. So, so I, this is the Sunday night football game. We know that at the end of the day, people are going to be chasing on Sunday night, right? Anybody who lost is going to be like, oh, I got to chase. I got to catch up my winnings. Um, do you guys see this line moving higher? Will this hit eight, eight and a half? I mean, it made. No, I can't see it going like so. So your point earlier is right. I'm not. We're, we're not in the business of moving the line just because all of the money will be on Baltimore. Mm-hmm. Like at seven, uh, we had taken when I checked this morning on that game at minus seven. We'd taken over fifty thousand bets on the spread on that game. Eleven hundred bets were on the New England <laughs> Patriots. Um, the line is now six and a half. So that tells you everything you need to know about whether we move the lines based on money that we yeah. see. We just don't do it. Um, will it have an influence in the market and do we use market consensus as an input? The answer to both of those questions is absolutely yes. But you know, people out there that may think that because 96% of the money is on Baltimore that you have to bet them now because it's going to move that way, that's just not true. Not true. So, for instance, let's take another game. At least, um, at least, at least, at least for Fanduel. Well, I, and I like how Fanduel operates. Like you, other places are just going to move and follow the market and just do whatever you do, right? Um, but I noticed uh, today we were recording on Thursday. Miami had two defensive starters go on the COVID list, not because they have COVID, but because of the contact tracing, similar to Matt Stafford. Um, I did notice the line at the same time went down. I think it was Miami two and a half, then to one and a half. Now, do you think the line moved because of COVID? Did you guys move it? And and are two defensive starters, not even, not Howard or Jones, the great cornerbacks, are those guys even worth a point, or is it something else that might be moving the line? I think I so I, I didn't look at the game specifically. I wasn't even aware of it as we sit here now. Oh. Um, but but you're right. The, the truth of it is they're not worth the point right. um, on the spread. I think. With COVID, the one thing we have learned is, in general, it, it's not localized, right? There's a chance that there's trace contacts, that mm. there's other players implicated. And if you get two positives, it's likely that there may well be others. So I think you see the market take evasive action ah. when those things are announced. Um, and that that's probably the bigger reason for the move. Potentially any impact it may have on practice between now and kickoff as well. Um, so I think it's the wider idea that there may be an issue rather than necessarily those players individually being named as on the COVID list. Uh, one of the biggest moves we've seen all season, I think, was uh, was it Tampa and the Saints last week? There was a big move there. There was one a couple weeks back with the Rams and the 49ers, I think. And this week, Bears-Vikings seems to be like a big move from the look ahead to uh, what it currently is. What do you Can you express what that move is about? Uh, not really. I mean, I think the best example is the one you mentioned where the look ahead um, before the Niners uh, Chargers game, I think the look ahead was minus three and it basically jumped six points and went to plus three. Oh, you ra- yeah, Rams Niners. That's right, right. Sorry, Rams, not yeah. Chargers. Yeah, Rams Niners. You're right. Um, and I, I think that that's a game where it's a good example of massive overreaction and that idea of week to week narrative. We... We're very, very much on the Niners um, side yeah. that time. 
and we really do struggle because we re- lean on and rely on priors to such a degree that it always is a struggle for us to get a number where you get these big shifts week on week. And I think you're right. I think, you know, a lot of them, um, obviously there's a lot of information in the market and a lot of it is information we just can't have. So I think you have to pay a respect to it. But that doesn't mean you have to go all the way. And that's what we try and do. Okay, so let me ask about priors. We're, we're looking at Kirk Cousins, who everybody knows stinks on Monday Night Football. He's like 0-9. <laughs> you know, he can't beat teams with a winning record. But, uh, you know, it's not like there's a lot of priors for Foles uh, versus the Vikings with the Bears. I mean, there's it's such a small sample size, right? Yeah, I mean, sample size is another huge thing. And that's why we talk about priors and week-to-week stuff. Um, I think there's an art understanding when priors um, need to be moved away from quicker. So the Jets, for me, at the start of the season were a really good example of a team where all the sharp, a lot of the sharp Twitter community repeatedly bet the Jets every week because the number represented value. But the number was based on a body of three seasons of work, right? Uh, and at a certain point, you have to understand that there's a fundamental change. They've traded away players, a bit like the Dolphins last year. Um, and I think one of the weaknesses of priors, and we're all guilty of it because we lean on them heavily too, yeah. is that in these edge cases, you end up uh, overvaluing bad teams. I heard somebody say it last week around they had a strategy for betting, and it's kind of silly in isolation. And the strategy was very simply, I don't bet on bad football teams oh. regardless of what the numbers tell me. Yeah. That sound, it sounds ridiculous, but when you get edge cases like the Dolphins last season, and I know they fixed that, halfway through the season, we're actually competitive. And the Jets, at a little bit later of, of this season, tend to mirror that a little bit. But I, I think that's the reason why in people's minds they think avoiding a dog that's just bad all the time is a good strategy. Um, you know, I look for improvement, you right. look for the Jets. And since Darnell came back, I think the Jets have actually steadily improved. Now, you lost him and you had Flacco last week, but you're against an anemic Patriot deep offense that you know, the Jets' defense could live with. And, and for me, that's why why you take them the way you do and, and they fall, the results fall then as they may but afterwards. John, isn't that what makes the NFL so tough? So look at last week, right? Um, the three worst teams in the league all covered. Jacksonville with a rookie quarterback who nobody had ever heard of, some six-round kid, right? The Cowboys with a guy they promoted from the practice squad, I think, right? Gilbert cover against his undefeated Steelers. Everybody saw that coming, but I don't think to that level. They nearly won the game. And then the third one was Darnold goes out, Flacco in, Patriots, like, and the Jets cover. I mean, last week, you guys absolutely cleaned up because nobody wants to bet on bad teams, right? You want to fade the bad quarterbacks and the bad teams. But is that a one-off or do you, I mean, is this a season where you got to throw that out the window? Uh, Look, I I think substituting Darnold, like that line was seven with Darnold in and it jumped nine and a half with Flacco. Like, you can say what you like about the Jets, but there's no way Joe Flacco is a downgrade of Sam Darnold. Uh, nearly three well, points. wait, hold up, John. Against the Cardinals, they scored 10 points, and then they got blanked by the Dolphins. So, like, uh, yeah, I, sure. I was, I'm rooting for the Jets to lose at this but, point. But I was on the Patriots on, like an idiot at well, seven and a half. Hold, hold, hold on a second. They, they, they kept the Buffalo Bills, who are now the greatest things in sliced oh, bread God. because <laughs> they dismantled the Seahawks. Yes, yes. The six field goals. yeah. They were competitive for three quarters of the game, at least versus the spread against the Chiefs, who were yeah. the favorites for the Super Bowl. So I think when you look at that progression, I, th- I think that they've definitely improved. 
And I think they are figuring out a way. You see P. Ryan now more competitive. You see Sims performing really well. Um, that linebacker looked pretty good again for the last yeah. two weeks. So I just think that they're finding a way. They're getting used to the system. These guys are getting more reps. They weren't plan A at the start of the season for yeah. sure, but more time in general. And, and, and the gap, I think, is the other thing. That These are small gaps. The best team to the worst team in the NFL. We have all this idea that it's 21 points, like the spread on the look-ahead was for the Patriots <laughs> or for the Chiefs and the Jets. Yeah. Like, the gap is not that no. big. So if you can fun- get your fundamentals, be well-coached and execute – you can be competitive with any other team in the league. I, I almost think with some with a lot of Jets fans, myself included, once it started to go haywire with Gaze stinking, it's obvious he's going to be fired. Greg Williams stinks. And you and the coaches calling around the league looking for jobs because they know they're going to get ousted. And I thought a lot of people thought the Jets might just throw in the towel and be like, all right, well, this is done. We're not going anywhere. I might as well party. I'm not going to be, you know, uh, not go out for five months because I'm on a winless team. And kind of the opposite thing happened, right? Yeah, I think it comes down to those players that we just touched on. Those guys are playing for contracts. Uh, You know, a wise man said to me a long time ago, he said, regardless of what the organization wants to do, uh, the guys on the field in general want to compete. We saw with the Dolphins last year. We're seeing it again now with the Jets. I think that's very true. These guys are fighting for, a lot of them are inexperienced. You think about Berrios, you think about Pirine, a new new, uh, running back. Uh, those guys are fighting for a career in the NFL. They're not wealthy guys, not getting paid a ton of money and have a retirement fund that they can lean back on. <laughs> they need to be competitive on the yeah. field and, and that's their shop window. So why wouldn't they take it? All right, I'll ask you two more real quick. Buffalo, you joked that they're the hottest thing ever. I'm assuming everybody's betting the Bills this weekend in Arizona. I was looking at adding the Cardinals to my, uh, to my, um, my contest play. Yeah, I, look, I think it's an interesting one. I think bar last week, I mean, everybody told me, you know, the Bills were finished. They were talking about Heisman, or not Heisman, MVP performance <laughs> right. from, from Josh Allen after three weeks, and then he was gone. Now all of a sudden you want me to believe he's back against what we know is a terrible defense. Uh, I'm not sure I trust Buffalo. Um, I'd like to hear and that. And I think it could, it could potentially be uh, a good spot for the Cardinals. I think the spread is condensed because of that performance. You're getting them now under a field goal. It's about a seven to one ratio on the money that we've taken at wow. two and a half for the Cardinals. So, um, yeah, I, I, I don't mind people uh, taking the Cardinals this week. Uh, Rams Seahawks may be the most interesting game on the board. Uh, McVay has owned uh, Pete Carroll lately, uh, one, four or five, the other game they should have won. The kicker missed a field goal. And I just, this, this Seattle defense just is not very good. You, you know, you joked about him a minute ago. They're on. I think they've given up the most yards through eight games in NFL history, or some insane stat like that. But I still have reservations going against Russell Wilson. Um, I, I mean, I want to take the Rams here. I don't know. I, do you trust Jared Goff against heavy pressure? They did sack Josh Allen uh, seven times last week. Uh, do I? No, I do not. <laughs> um, trust Jared Goff against any sort of pressure. I think we've all seen what a deer in the headlights looks yeah. like, and. I, you're right, though. I think he's he's going to have had 10 days to prepare for this, McVay. Um, I, we were really high on the Seahawks at the start of the season, particularly when we saw them go to New England or, mm. or, or play New England and, and uh, be as pass-heavy as they were. I think they're the highest team in the league for passing on first down, something like 64% of the time. Uh, inc- incredible receiver. They can't stop water at this stage. and. <laughs> 
you know, I think until we get the safeties back, I think they're going to continue to be in trouble. And yeah, I would probably just trust the Rams a little bit more in this spot mm, off that layoff at yeah. home. All right, so John, uh, you guys doing any giveaways, any specials? Um, you want to tout here on uh, the podcast for our listeners? They're all <laughs> over the country. Now, I will say a large portion of our listeners are in L.A. because I moved out here and whatever. But um, L.A., you can't gamble yet. So uh, any advice for the people who are in a state where you can gamble, what they might want to do this weekend? Uh, look, I, I'm not here. I leave the touting of our, <laughs> of our, of our offers for the, the marketing team. I love um, it. I, th- I think the biggest thing for us, look, if I am going to say something about the sports book, um, I don't know if you've seen much of it, but the same game parallel really is a cool feature, particularly when you think about the primetime standalone games. You know, being able to pick five or six elements of the games, particularly around player props and parlay them all in one game is a pretty unique feature. And And even if you're in, California and we're not legal there yet uh, hopefully we will be in the next few years and get yourself accustomed to it it's a really cool feature and really it's really good fun all right John John Sheeran FanDuel thanks a lot man uh, keep up the good work John thanks Jason good to hear you Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere like at your pregame barbecue while you prep your meats that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch garage and the car inside and without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. You put it off long enough, it's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort, performance tires for sporty handling, all-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of Vredestein tires. Ship fast and free to a recommended installer near you. Or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site. Doesn't get much easier than that. Go to TireRack.com slash Colin to see their Vredestein test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews, and be sure to check out all their current special offers. Great tires, great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com slash Colin. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Fire the grill and fire up the party. Get the Weber Searwood Pellet Grill. Smoke, roast, and sear on the same grill. 
go from low and slow on smoke boost mode at 180 degrees all the way to high heat sear at 600 degrees, a much bigger range than most grills. It's got a full grate sear zone so you can put more food on the flame. Utilize the smoke boost setting to intensify that smoky flavor. Direct flame cooking creates searing, crisping, and browning. Food will look as good as it tastes. This grill is hot in 15 minutes and cleanup is easy. You'll cook on two levels at the same time so you can make enough for everyone then clean up quick with the pull and clean grease and ash management system at the front of the grill. Cook confidently with intuitive digital controls at the grill and enjoy the sleek, easy-to-use surface. You can also add a heavy-duty rotisserie or rust-resistant griddle insert to up your game. Get fired up for your new Weber Searwood Pellet Grill. The only thing better than sitting on your couch watching the game is making money while you do it. Here's your best bet. Absolutely tremendous stuff from John Sheeran. You know, I I did TV with him, as I said, two years ago, and I instantly knew, man, this guy's sharp. He is a smart individual, so uh, you definitely want to follow him on social media if you're up for that and uh, if you're into sports gambling. All right, let's get to the best bet. Thank goodness the Colts ended my really ice-cold losing streak with an easy winner Thursday night. I mean, they dominated the second half. Uh, Absolutely awesome performance. That's a new team with Michael Pittman, as we said earlier. I uh, I got boosted to 40 wins, 32 losses, and five pushes since the start of the podcast. And, you know, guys, I went 0 for 4 last Sunday in the NFL. So I think I can come back. This is how much confidence I have. I know I'm a good gambler. I've been doing this long enough. I have enough confidence. I will go 4-0 this weekend. So I'm going to give you four winners right now. And number one, I'm going back to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Yes, I know, Jason. Oh, my gosh. What are you, what are you doing? Are you crazy? Tampa Bay minus 5.5. Folks, this is just, when you look at the X's and O's of the matchup, everything favors the Bucks. okay? It's just like week two. They were coming off a loss to the Saints. Tom Brady did not look good. Tampa Bay, uh, you know, needed to rebound just as they did after Sunday night's loss. And they took it out on Teddy Bridgewater. I mean, they sacked him five times, forced four turnovers. They led 21-0. Uh, they took the foot off the gas a little bit in the third quarter. And they ended up covering thanks to a Leonard Fournette long touchdown run with like five minutes left. Teddy Bridgewater tried to come in the back door and get a push late, but he could not. It's just a bad matchup. The big deal with Teddy Bridgewater is if you can pressure him, he crumbles. He is the worst quarterback in the league under pressure, tied for the most interceptions, five, when under pressure. Now, if you give him a clean pocket, he's going to deliver. 11 touchdowns when he's not under pressure, only one interception, 76% completions. Under pressure? 58% completions, zero touchdowns, five interceptions. And folks, Tampa Bay has blitzed more than any other team in the NFL this season. Okay? This is a team that sacked Bridgewater five times. The Bears got Bridgewater four. Bridgewater lost. The Falcons got him three times. Bridgewater lost. I like Tampa Bay. I got them at five and a half. All right, my next bet. And this is kind of the zigzag theory. I like the Cardinals all season. You guys know that if you followed my Fox picks I said that Kyler Murray would be an MVP. Um, I like the Cardinals to get in the playoffs. I had some futures on them. And I'm not going to put it all out there, um, but I do have a, a connection to the Cardinals. And this person has been telling me how high they are 
on Arizona. And I respect it. I've been doing, looking in to the Cardinals since the offseason. I love everything about Kingsbury and Kyler Murray. And I'm on them. I took them. Let me see what the line is as we record this. Arizona favored by two. Oh, is it two and a half? Eh, it's two and a half. Two and a half against Buffalo. I just, I, I can't. I, I can't look away from Arizona. I've got to take them here. I, I love everything about this matchup. Folks, um, this is a Buffalo team that hit the skids earlier. They had some bad weather. They did not look good. And then they torched one of the worst secondaries in the league. Uh, newsflash, Arizona has a good secondary. They were just missing guys last week. Their slot cornerback, Byron Murphy, was out with COVID. And their third cornerback, Drake Kirkpatrick, was injured. Both of them are back this week. So now you're at full strength at the corners. My, I have a little concern about this Buda Baker injury. He missed practice Wednesday and Thursday. He's the highest paid safety in the league and one of the top rated safeties in the league, according to Pro Football Focus. But that secondary will hold their own. Seattle had no chance, none, uh, against Buffalo. I was a terrible read by me. And I just think, you know, this is an Arizona team that's going to move the football easily. The Buffalo Bills defense stinks. Honestly, it's one of the bottom eight units in the league in almost every metric. And, I mean, they hemorrhage yards every week. You know, if Josh Allen's not dominating, this defense is going to lose them the game. And I like Kyler Murray to do just enough and get the W. Favor by two. Let me jot that down. Arizona, two and a half. Now, this next one is risky because I've been on Miami. If you've been following the show, I was on them against the Rams. I got a lot of, whoa, what the hell are you doing, Jay? What's going on here? Boom, it hit. I had them last week in Arizona. Boom, it hit. And the line even went against me. People are like doubting Miami. I'm just telling you, and I can't continue to prattle on about it. The scheme that Brian Flores has is awesome. It's what Belichick thrived in. You play your cornerbacks, man coverage. You dominate the line of scrimmage. You do not give them anything. And I, I just, I love everything about this Miami defense. You've got a rookie quarterback in a big road test against, you know, Xavier Howard is an excellent quarterback, held uh, New Hopkins without a target in the first half last week. I mean, New Hopkins is elite. Now, Howard did get flagged three times in the second half, but he is excellent. And Byron Jones, very good cornerback. Listen, we talked uh, with John Sheeran about this earlier. I, I'm going to take Miami here. I know it's, uh, you know, Miami's been great as an underdog. I'm taking him as a favorite here. I like the Chargers. I, I, I like everything about Herbert. I, I don't like anything about Anthony Lynn. At some point, he's going to make a head-scratching decision. And we saw this Thursday night, folks. Special teams matters. Tennessee came into that Thursday night football game 30th in the league in special teams. They had, a, uh, I think, a 17-yard punt. They had a blocked punt for a touchdown. And they had a missed field goal. And that was basically the third quarter. The L.A. Chargers are dead last in the NFL in special teams. At some point, it's going to come in. And remember, Miami, very good in the special teams. They had a punt return for touchdown against the Rams. I just, I think this is a great spot for Miami. I took them favored by one. So my last game, and this was a tough one, uh, because listen, when you promise four winners, coming off an 0-4 last weekend, my worst weekend of the season, seven winning weeks, one losing week, and then last weekend, I got really just kicked in the teeth. Um... This final one is, is difficult. I really looked hard at the Browns, but too many too many people are liking the Browns this week. As a favorite, I mean, come on. Like, really? I know the win's going to be a factor. And things line up for the Browns to look good. Eh, I, I, I'm not betting the Browns three and a half. Um, three, I would take them. But I think there's a better bet here. I think the Philadelphia Eagles, yes, they've lost me some money this season. I have not read Philadelphia well. They're favored by three. 
on the road against the Giants, and I'm taking the Eagles. This is the healthiest they will have been all season, okay? You're talking about a team that's going to be as healthy as they've been on the offensive line as they were in week one. You got Miles Sanders coming back at running back, Dallas Goddard back at tight end, and if Carson Wentz can't get right in this spot against a Giants team that, I mean, every week they were in a cardiac game, okay? They had the turnover margin plus five last week against Washington. And they barely won the game. Barely won against a third-string Washington quarterback. Well, I guess, uh, you know, what is Alex Smith? Is he second or third? Well, I think Haskins started the season, so Kyle Allen was second. So, yeah, against a third-string quarterback. They needed a a bevy of turnovers to pull that off. Uh, Daniel Jones had his first turnover-free game of the season. And he's a turnover machine. This is what the guy does, you know? Um I'm taking the Eagles, man. I know it's it's risky on the road, favored by three, divisional matchup, but I like Philadelphia here to lay the wood to the Giants and serve notice that just like last year, when the Eagles were 5-7 and seven, and then they got hot at the end and went 4-0 and got to the playoffs, I think this is the beginning of the Eagles getting hot. And you want to get in on the ground level. So Eagles minus three. To recap, Arizona favored by two and a half. Miami favored by one. Tampa favored by five and a half. Yes, I did just realize that is four favorites. All right, guys, we had an awesome week. The numbers continue to go up on the podcast. Rob G relays them to me. I'm really proud, man. Thank you guys for all the comments and, uh, you know, the, um, what is it, the five-star reviews. We're going to do a giveaway next week. I'm going to give you guys some money because I do like to do that. Besides giving out the winning picks, I like to hand out money. We'll talk to you on Monday. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. Fire the grill and fire up the party. Get the Weber Searwood Pellet Grill. Smoke, roast, and sear on the same grill. Go from low and slow on smoke boost mode at 180 degrees all the way to high heat sear at 600 degrees. It's got a full grate sear zone so you can put more food on the flame. Food will look as good as it tastes. This grill is hot in 15 minutes and cleanup is easy. You can also add a heavy-duty rotisserie or rust-resistant griddle insert to up your game. Get fired up for your new Weber Searwood Pellet Grill. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed... Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts, if you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah! Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. 
With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears.